We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Lineup HQ Roundtable Showdown Thursday Night Football Edition. Going to break down some players and some lineups, answer some questions. If anybody's out there listening, if you're listening to this thing on record later on today, we're doing this thing live at 11 11 a.m. Central Time. So next week, next Monday, Sunday, Thursday, whatever. Get on in there and ask some questions at that time if you're listening to this later, because some guys listen to it later. But we are doing it live and answering questions on air. So we're going to do it, man. We got a little little treat here on a Thursday. We're joined by Tuttle on Thursday. He's usually a Monday guy, but he's here for yep. a Thursday. Get, man's getting ready for New Year's Eve. What's up, Tuttle? Yeah, I got uh, I got called in for, for sub duties. And uh, what a game. I <laughs> can't. Excited to, to talk uh, about Soccer Dave's Tennessee Titans, uh, who have nothing to play for this week. So, it, yeah, I mean, it's it's an interesting game, I guess. There's some strategic angles we can go over. And uh, as Chap mentioned, we're, we're trying to encourage crowd participation on this one. So if you have any questions, uh, it doesn't have to be and actually would encourage, not just like, hey, should I play this guy or this guy? Uh, but strategy questions are significantly more interesting. Our lineup construction questions, uh, those are a little bit more fun to fun to talk about than if uh, Hassan Haskins is a good player or something like that. Well, it's week 17. So we're going into showdown <laughs> and we're and we're pinning our hopes here, trying to figure out if this, this kid Joey Chestnuts is the real deal or not for the Tennessee Titans, if he's the backup running back or who's going to get the carries. 
This is crazy, man. And like you said, we're prefaces. These teams, neither one of them really have anything to play for. Tennessee has nothing to play for and everything online next week. So on the line next week. So it's really interesting for them. But Dallas, like, what are the like there's probably like a five percent chance they can increase any kind of uh movement in, in the playoffs. So and they're terribly banged up. So we've already heard Pollard is going to be, hey, we got a guest, special guest on the show there, man. First he, time we got a guest. Yeah, he ain't got the earbuds in, but I'd ask him how his Christmas was if, if he was up there. If he had some earbuds in, I'd ask him how Christmas went, but he gone. It happens like that. That's the, that's the way it happens in dad life. But the Cowboys have nothing to play for. They're banged up. Pollard's probably not playing tonight already. So this is just a really, really weird game. How do you how do you kind of see it playing out, generalizations? So with a game like this, I think best strategy, like I, I think being contrarian makes even more sense in a game like this because I think there's so much uncertainty uh, to how this is going to play out. Uh, I think we know that the Cowboys are going to win, right? There's no, we're, we're not questioning that. It's just a path of of how they get there, um, and how long they play their their main guys uh, kind of similar for for the titans right we we know derrick henry's not playing um but malik willis they, they have to he's their guy now uh they have to protect him too uh, otherwise they're they're down another quarterback for next week when the game matters the most so i mean we know henry's not playing but i think this could be a spot where we see a limited malik malik willis as well uh so you have to factor that into it a little bit uh yeah i mean it, it's a tough game but Usually games like this do provide a little bit more edge. Uh, I would say if this wasn't quite as lopsided of a game, it'd be a little bit more fun. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm expecting a Cowboys blowout. It's just a matter of who does it and, and how they get there. Would you say that this is a fair assessment? This game, we can almost play it as if it's week three of the preseason. Yeah, pro- probably pretty fair. Um I will say some coaches do some unexpected stuff in situations like this where they, like we can assume they're not going to play these guys uh, the full game, but then we'll see Dak Prescott throwing touchdowns in the fourth quarter like that. That's possible. Um, But yeah, I mean, I would expect if, if the game's in hand, I would not expect to see some of these starters. Kind of like a little, little, a little warm up for the, I I feel like Dallas is uh, before we start building my general game script. I feel like Dallas is going to go out there, pass it, Early, yep. be successful, build the lead. Tennessee not going to risk, you know. Well, they don't. Well, Henry's not going to play. Malik Willis needs the reps, so I think he gets. You know, I think he really gets out there and and uh, does his thing. But uh, I don't know. It's just uh, I feel like yeah, it's a little kind of like a uh, dress. What do they call it? dress rehearsal? Dress her. The the thing uh, with Willis, he needs reps, but I could also <laughs> see like he gets one good drive in. Oh, a little confidence and, and builder, like he, and they pull him. Like he does, yeah, the confidence <laughs> builder. Like he does well, and then they pull him because they just don't want him to 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 shit the bed the rest of the game, basically, um, yeah. and ruin his confidence. Yeah, it could I could see too. that happening too. Yeah, so um, I think this hopeful. is interesting. Which up? What you got, Malik Malik Davis? Who's who's going to be the highest scoring Malik on this in this game? Oh man, good one. Well, we can get into that. We can get into that now. I tell you what, and we appreciate you guys, Luga. Moose, Yeezy's, Yeezy's, uh, Yeezy's like a, a cornerstone of the, of the chats, man. So we appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, fire off some questions. Any, anybody else jumping in here? 
fire off some questions. That's what we mainly want to do is answer some strategy questions or whatever you got. But we're going to build, we'll build too as we walk through this. So let's just start building. So good question. Which Malik? Malik, uh, Malik Willis, QB. I, I kind of think he, there's two sides, like you said, a good drive and get him out of the game. Or just like, let's, you know, he needs his rep four quarters. He's going to get out. And the Dallas defense is already kind of really getting soft because of injuries. They're, they've lost a lot of guys in the last six weeks. This is not the same defense. It's why they're giving up, uh, like, I don't know, I can't remember who they played the last couple of weeks, but it has not been pretty. Yeah, it has not been pretty defensively. It's not because they've been solved, it's because they're beat up. Half their secondary is now on IR. Leighton Van Der Esch, run stopping linebacker and a good uh, pass defending linebacker option is not going to play tonight again as, as he didn't last week and he hurt his hurt his neck the week before. So they're beat up. They're messed. And, and I think a lot of these guys may – there's actually a questionable tag on two of the bigger defenders out there. So we may, we may get some uh, defendership for Dallas. So this may be a – finally be a Malik Willis game. He may actually be playing a preseason defense here. We don't know. So I kind of like Willis, but I don't want him in the captain spot. Let's talk about captains real quick on DraftKings. I think there's a couple routes to go here. I think uh, when we get to FanDuel, I'm going to suggest a guy like Elliott, even though I never would, but I'll suggest him over there. But I can't do it over here on DraftKings. On DraftKings, I feel like the Dallas passing game is where I want to be in the captain spot, whether that's Dak. And believe me, we don't have to worry about salary here. There's so many guys out there that are cheap. We can play whatever the heck we want. That usually prohibits us from playing an expensive quarterback is the salary, but we, we can do that. C.D. Lamb, I think, could have a big explosive first half, and then that's it and a good deal. But there's a lot of options here, but I kind of want to focus on the Dallas passing game. What do you say? And, and if, if, that's your, if that's your thing too, then who, who do we want to go with in captain? Yeah, I'll have a lot of Dak captain for sure. Um, I agree with your perceived game script and that basically we're going to see a lot of passing early on, probably successful passing out of the Cowboys. And then they'll, they'll take the the foot off the gas eventually, whether that be in the second half or second quarter. Um, so I, I like that captain. Um, I like, uh, so the problem here is you mentioned, we don't really need to save salary too much. Uh, if I was going cheap at captain, I think my favorite option would be uh, Dalton Schultz. We've seen this Titans defense just get absolutely shredded by Evan Ingram three weeks ago. Uh, they they're I think bottom three in terms of uh, points allowed to fantasy points allowed to opposing tight ends. Uh, so it's a really good matchup for them. We haven't seen this Schultz big Schultz game in a while either, um, and I think he's an important part of the passing attack. So I like Dalton Schultz a lot as kind of the cheap captain, but uh, probably not necessary is the thing. Uh, so I, I lean towards like a Dak captain and then throw him in there with CD and Schultz as the two main pass catchers is, is the line of construction. I like the most. Let me plug that in. I like the way that, I like the way that sounds right off the bat. 5,300 for three spots left. That, that would be easy money over here. Cause there's so much, there, there's so much value out there that, you know, we haven't even talked about. Let's talk about some of the value and say some of the guys uh, we know that, well, we don't know that Pollard's for sure out, but it sure sounds like he's trending doubtful in this game just to get some rest because, like we said, it doesn't mean anything, which means Malik Davis. So I think if they're if they're going to be 
if they're going to baby Pollard like that, then I think it's fair to say Elliott probably doesn't get the full – Elliott's not getting 30 carries in this game. They're going to baby him a little bit too, which means Malik Davis that we've mentioned. 200 bucks, mm-hmm. Malik Davis. It's a good run defense, but, man, it is hard to be a guy who's going to get maybe double-digit touches and only be 200 and not pay off at some – so you got Malik Davis out there. What is your thoughts on Malik? Let's say let's talk about all of them. Hassan Haskins, I yeah. mentioned, I kind of prefaced it, Julius Chestnut is a Tennessee running back that's going to get running. Out. <laughs> I swear, if you can name me without Googling it where he went to college, you know, I'll, I'll give you a hundred dollars single. Like chestnut, I don't, I don't have Chestnut's college on me. I don't. Um, Believe me, you I feel like have. I should know ha- Haskins was Michigan, right? Yeah, Haskins was Michigan, uh, but we got Haskins, Chestnut. Uh, Malik Davis. Sacred Heart for Chestnut, by the way. I was curious. You Googled it, didn't you? There's no way you knew that, man. But I, yeah, I, I Googled it this morning because I, I wouldn't. I'm a college guy, and I don't even know that one. But who's your favorite out of all these guys? These value running backs. Who's your favorite? Okay, so we talked a little bit about this almost being more of a strategy slate um, than a, a player slate. And I think of the guys you mentioned, I think Haskins is going to see quite a bit of ownership. Honestly, I think he's going to be the most popular uh, cheap option. I think you'll see him in a lot of builds. I think from a projection standpoint, that's fine. I think he probably is theoretically the the, the best option uh, in the price range that he's at. But if he's going to creep up, we have a pretty low number on him right now. We have him at about 16% in the flex. I think that's going to, I think that's going to be quite a bit higher, honestly. Um, we have 13% captain, though, too. So, yeah, I mean, we're looking at a guy that's probably going to be about 50% combined between the two, I would think. Um, and it's on an offense that has an implied team total of 13.5 points. So it's like if, if he is going to get into the 50% range total, which I think he will, uh, then he's somebody that I want to be short on. Again, I think the like projection standpoint, he, he's the play. He's probably going to get all the early down work. I wouldn't be surprised if he got some passing game work as well. Uh, but basically, I, I think the move is to fade him in tournaments just because I think he's going to be overowned for what he actually is. Um, and even at 3K, I, I think there's a chance he's not in optimal lineups, even if he gets like 10, 10 DK points. I could still see that not being enough for, for optimal lineups. Well, the way we're constructing this team, we think Dallas is going to get out early to a lead. And uh, so that could that could force some – you know, pass catching down, a lot of pass catching work for Tennessee. Like, if my memory serves me correct, I don't think Hassan Haskins was much of a pass catcher in college. I think that role went to, uh, you know, his teammate, Blake Corum, was more the third down back. And so maybe Haskins isn't the, the third down back over here. Maybe that is. I don't, and I don't have the scouting report on Julius Chestnut. I apologize for that. Maybe he's the big pass catcher, but he's more of the pass catching back, or he profiles as the pass catching back. So, Maybe it's a Julius Chestnut on this lineup because you know. I plan on having more Julius Chestnut than Hassan Haskins. Let's plug him I'll in there that. then. And uh, let's see who was it in chess. Somebody said in chat it sounds like a guy from Iowa. Chess. It does sound like an Iowa tight end, Julius Chestnut, but it's not. <laughs> it's not. He's from Sacred Heart, in case you were wondering. But sometimes those little school backs really, really deliver, man. They, they just fly under the radar. So we got, we're going to fill out one more spot on this DraftKings lineup. Like I said, 7,300 per spot. Lots left here. We got Dak. We double targeted Dak. We ran it back with a pass. We, we think is a pass catching running back for Tennessee. Is it, uh, can we, go, do you want to go like 
a Tennessee guy, we want to pile on the pass catching for Dak. What, how do we want to round out one more spot on DraftKings? What, what are you feeling? Yeah, so I think the the most common ending to this lineup is actually one I have saved, uh, and it's Cowboys defense and Zeke. And I think that's going to probably be a – I mean, lineup construction-wise, it makes a lot of sense. Um, but I think that's going to be a common approach. Uh, Yeezy mentioned in chat, you can see a lot of 5-1. You can see a lot of 4-2. I think that's going to be the most common approach. Uh, so, I mean, if we want to finish this with like a, a Malik Willis, and then you can throw in a, a pass catcher for him as well. Traylon Burks is in that price range. I know we're not going to do that final spot, but maybe we just say we pencil in Malik Willis here and then let everybody figure out, um, you know, that last spot. For I don't him. mind penciling Malik Willis. And then you figure out what you want to do after that. Even, even another Dallas pass catcher for Dak. You know, because I will say this much. Between Willis and the Dallas defense, I'm kind of trending towards having more Malik Willis than Dallas defense. I think Dallas really gonna, I think they're gonna go really soft on some guys. To, you know, I, I don't know if we see the whole defense play, uh, even go out there and start. I think they take some guys out early. I think I think uh, Malik's might be in for a decent game against a a rough defense, and then. Uh, Yeezy says said in chat he brought up something. I think Ty gets some targets. I actually think Ty Hilton. We're gonna kind of try to get him in the groove on a slate like this. We've talked about this before. The games matter. Like what kind of a game it is. In this case, one touchdown. You know, from your the the sixth uh, the the sixth guy you put in your lineup here. Like like if this was Ty, like one long touchdown that could be optimal. And uh, if Dak and and CD and Dalton Schultz are just crushing it, and that's where all your touchdowns are coming from. One long one to T.Y., and I, I think he's got it in him tonight. I think, you know, nice I mean, little 50. Say it. He's not going to be owned either, oh, yeah. which would be the appeal. Oh. He's 4,400. He um, not running very, very many routes, but, I mean, theoretically, this is a spot where they try to get him a little bit more involved. It would make sense, at least. Uh, it's, a, it's a pretty soft spot, so – yeah, I mean, it, he he's a guy that's just not going to be owned because of the, the projection's not great. But like you mentioned, I mean, he houses one. He's probably optimal. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, I think he earned a little trust last week with that big catch. And so here's what I'll say about those. I think Lamb is your number one guy as far as just projection, raw projections of what you want to have in there. Lamb and Schultz. Man, that's. But I think out of the other guys, you know, the Gallups, the Noah Browns, Hendershot, uh, the other tight end, and, and two, all these other guys, I think somebody's going to end up on the optimal for Dallas outside of da- or outside of uh, Lamb and Schultz. Some pass catcher's going to end up, so be aware of that. Uh, let's see here. We got a couple of thoughts. And the, the percentage of captain winning use used to be low. Has that shifted? Have you, have you seen a shift in – Chris is asking this in chat. Do you think – you know? and I kind of like – I see where he's coming with that because we used to say no captains on DraftKings – in the no no quarterbacks and captain yeah. on DraftKings, but has, have you seen a shift in that? So it's not necessarily that the the winners have been low or the winning lineups. It's just that they're over owned relative to the amount of times they win. Uh, so I don't know the exact percentages, but basically it was like they win thirty five percent of the time, but forty percent of the people are doing it um, on average, and so there's not really leverage there. I mean, I I usually don't go uh with a quarterback at captain this would be one of the the spots where i think it's okay uh, just because of the matchup i think again 
we're kind of playing this as we might only get three quarters out of some of these guys. Um, and if that's what happens, then we're not going to see a, a lot of total points. And so like a, a 20, 20 piece out of Dak or something could be enough. Uh, so yeah, I think my, my AirPods are starting to die on me. So if I lose you, I'm going to take them out. Yeah, no big deal. We'll, we'll figure it out. We're, we're just doing this on the fly. Let's go to FanDuel and talk about a lineup here real quick. I I, pre- I kind of previewed it a little earlier when I, I said Elliot on fan. So Dak is the, is the low hanging fruit and he's looking around 14 plus percent ownership in the in the MVP spot on FanDuel, CD second with 11 plus percent ownership early, but I think those hold up if not go up even more. Uh, Elliot falls in there under eight percent, so about seven and a half right now. Like if there was ever a game where Elliot was going to go out and just rush for his 50 yards, but fall into the end zone three times, I think this could be it. So I'm kind of feeling like Elliot is a guy we can use in the MVP spot on FanDuel today, and I wouldn't – like I've very rarely rostered Ezekiel Elliott this year in fantasy at all. Maybe on FanDuel just a little bit because of the touchdown upside he has. But, uh, yeah, I think Elliott is very viable on FanDuel tonight. Not even – just even if Pollard was in there, I think there's a chance for multiple touchdowns. Pollard being out, even more of a chance. Like I feel like – and it's almost contrarian. So what do you think about Elliott in the MVP spot as a little contrarian option on FanDuel? Yeah, I can see Elliott um, MVP. We mentioned, and you've mentioned, I'm assuming you even brought it up while I was trying to figure everything out. Uh, a lot of M- a lot of FanDuel stuff is just trying to get the touchdowns. Yep. And so we could see a spot here where Dak does the, levy, the heavy lifting between the 20s, and Elliott's just there to kind of grind out the touchdowns, probably – I mean, we, we have mentioned it a couple times already. Even 15 to 20 out of Elliott probably is enough to be the highest scorer on this slate if it kind of goes the way that we're expecting. So completely okay with, with Elliott here on, on FanDuel. Yeah, especially if this thing goes the way we've kind of talked already and, and some of these guys are out of this game in the second half and they don't have a chance to catch up to Elliott's two-touchdown first-half performance. So, And then, you know, you're talking about scrubs in the second half which is very possible. So I kind of like that's a little contrary. We're, we're going to do it just for the heck of it because we're trying to win, you know, big prize with a whole lot of other teams. Let's just be a little bit different. If we did go Elliott MVP, how do we start building out the rest of this line? What's the next spot? You, would you would you still have a, a lineup with Dak? Would you go like a 4-1 Dallas build and just shove all, all those players in there or, or would you change it up a little bit? Yeah, so I was kind of toying around. I think you can do this a couple of ways. Um First thought was like go at Malik Davis and Cowboys and then just kind of go with the they just grind them out approach. I think that's theoretically okay, but that it leaves you in a really weird spot salary wise because Malik Davis is so cheap on FanDuel. He's only 5,500. Cowboys are only 10K. And then you're kind of just looking at, uh, again, a, kind of a weird salary spot. Um, which isn't necessarily bad if you want to leave a lot of salary on the table on FanDuel on a, on a slate like this. Um, but I think, yeah, I mean, I still think you can play Dak here if you want and just assume the Cowboys kind of roll. Um, and then it's just Zeke getting the touchdowns. I think that's fine. Um, I still like Schultz. So maybe if we just go with Schultz and Dak here and then try to figure it out from there, I think I'm fine with that as well. Yeah, let's uh, let's do something like that. Because 
I don't know what the final score is going to be. I don't know how it's going to get there. But let's say just uh, generalizations. There's four touchdowns tonight, which isn't that far off of, you know, what Vegas implies it at. Four touchdowns. If we get two of them from Elliott, and we've only got two more left on the board, Elliott's probably the, the best MVP out there, you know. And then so uh, – yeah, like four touchdowns in the whole game, and we got two of them from Elliott, and then Dak hits one to somebody, and then Tennessee comes back with one later on, something like that. I think, I think, yeah, it would it would still behoove us to have Dak in this lineup. So uh, we got that going on. We got 10-5, two spots left. What say you now? What do we? What are you, are you a fan of that Dallas defense in a build like this, or or we run or we come back with a, a Tennessee guy? How you feel? Yeah, I mean, I, you can definitely play Dallas Dallas defense here. Um, you can go Malik Willis here, and the crazy thing is, you still see you can still pretty easily play him with one of his top receivers because of how cheap they are with uh, Nick Westbrook, Akine. I mean, that's one way you could finish this build. Um, my question for you, because I, I actually run into this a decent amount. I, I mean, I think it's fine, but. Malik Willis solo or Malik Willis naked. So as him being the only Titans player, you're fine with that because of his rushing ability or <laughs> do you still want to pair him with somebody? I think that we are fine. You are yeah. perfectly fine. If you want to go naked Malik Willis, I like respectfully to him. I haven't seen anything out of him passing wise. It says you have to pair him with anybody. Yeah. Right. So like yeah. if this, if, if he if he throws for 250 yards in this game, I'll be shocked. So I don't think you have to have it. But yeah, I think the running the running in a game like this is is interesting. If you played Malik Willis naked here, seven K, plenty of plenty of you know, yeah, you could come back with uh, all kinds of options right there. Would you, would you would you do Willis here? Yeah, I think you you definitely can go Willis there. Um, and then just I mean again you can do the uh, Nick Westbrook is kind of the last spot if you want. Uh, you still got your T.Y. Hilton play you yeah. can do here. I mean, yeah, you talk Atkins about is so cheap here. This is so yeah. this is kind of the crazy thing on on FanDuel. Like we kind of mentioned how much heavier owned Haskins is going to be than Chestnut and Malik Davis on DraftKings. That seems to be even more the case here on FanDuel, where they're only separated by about five hundred bucks. That's, I mean, that's that's kind of crazy that there's only that separate. I, I imagine. Well, I tell you what, yeah, there's a there's a path where you take Willis out and you just play Haskins, and then you 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 play it as if uh, Vrabel really is playing this as a preseason game. I'm going to grind the clock and I'm going to get out of here as fast as possible, and we're just going to feed Haskins, and yeah, he's going to be our highest scoring player, and we may not score a touchdown, but that's okay. And he may he may be a high scoring player, so yeah, I don't I don't like the ownership, but I mean, there's a path there. Would you would you want to try something like that? You want to get Willis out and put Haskins in? Yeah, and then you can go. So I I like this lineup. I think I mean it's it's going to be duped for sure the way it is. But what I'll say is even if you're what I like to do on FanDuel more than DK because it's more interchangeable. So just do this, and then you just alternate that last Tennessee spot. So you you have you do the exact same scenario or set exact same lineup. But instead of Haskins, you throw uh, you throw Chestnut in. Instead of Haskins, oh, yeah. you throw Austin Hooper in. Um, yeah. 
and you just pivot that last spot and that you hope the core is right with with Dak, Schultz, CD, Zeke, you hope the core is right and then you just hope to to kind of nail that last um Titan spot by rotating guys in. Yeah, you could do that one or you could feel you could if you feel confident in Haskins and you know you can instead of going CD, you could leave a bunch of money on it. And I know you don't like doing it. You're you're like you're like, you know, you got that projection blood in you. You you want to get as close to those projections as you can. And I get it. But there's there's always a path in a game like this where they want to kickstart Michael Gallup. And Michael Gallup ends up in, in a yeah. lineup like this. All he's got to do is outscore CD. And they may treat CD with kid gloves tonight and not want to, you know, and they may want to get Gallup going. So Gallup could be in that spot. Noah Brown, he wasn't good last week, but before that, before last week, he was actually maybe their best pass catcher the previous couple of weeks prior to that. Noah Brown, there's a, there's a possibility there. So, yeah, that might be the spot you want to change up if you want to leave Haskins in there. We got a – yeah, I was looking at Ross Weather. We had a, a question in chat about the weather. Producer nailed it, but it looks like it's going to be, you know, in, in, the, in the high 50s, low 60s, so temperature's not a big deal. A little bit of rain, a little bit of wind, about 10, 9, 10 miles an hour. That shouldn't affect – well, nothing should really affect Willis. He doesn't he doesn't pass very well out. But you know, the rain might be a thing for some of these guys holding on to the ball just a little bit. Not a big deal. Shouldn't be a big factor. Subtle man. I think we've walked through it as much as we can. We've answered all the questions we can. What you got before we jump out of here and the people we're gonna send the people off on a little Thursday showdown and their new year's coming. We won't talk to them until the till after the new year. Yeah. Um not much more to add. Uh, I got got lucky to do this Thursday show with you. Um, so, I mean, the, the biggest takeaway that I, again, have is that it's a good game. It's an even better game than usual to be contrarian. I think there's a lot of uncertainty as to what's going to happen or how long team will te- keep starters in. Uh, so if you see a guy um, that's going to be heavily owned, my favorite to, to pivot or go underweight on is Hassan Haskins. Looks like he's going to be extremely high-owned. Um, but yeah, I, I, embrace the uncertainty in this spot is, is something I would say. Yeah, got one more question before we jump out of here. Phila in chat says, "Does Ty take away from Noah Brown?" I would say in a game like this, I would say normally if I'm on a main slate and I'm looking to like, I want all my snaps, I want all the targets. I don't want to play guys who are going to get partial snaps, partial targets. Yeah, but in a game like this, no, I think one play can send a wide receiver to the optimal lineup, which is what you're really looking for. And either one of those guys could get it in partial time on the field. So I don't think in a game like this, I'm worried about T.Y. taking away from Noah or vice versa. So I think you're just shoving guys in there, man, and hoping to get lucky tonight and and, uh, finding the right combos. Guys, we appreciate you tuning in. It's Thursday. So get in those contests because they fill up early. And good luck in those GPPs. Have a safe and happy new year. Me and Tuttle will be back on Monday. It'll be 2023. Until then, though, like I said, good luck in those GPPs. For Tuttle, I was your host, Chop, and we're out of here.